You're listening to the Tenuto Podcast presented by 4th Street Records. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch, and here we go. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Tenuto Podcast, where we're becoming our full value as music educators. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch. I'm a second year band director in Northern Virginia. I teach middle school band. And I'm thrilled to be bringing you this Big Ten tour every Tuesday of the summer. Um, this week, we've got a great interview with Kevin Castens. It was honestly one of the best interviews I've ever done. I left the interview feeling inspired, feeling like a different person. I wanted to travel to Iowa and go buy this guy dinner. Uh, <laughs> he's absolutely phenomenal. Great answers. Made me really want to move out to Iowa. Uh, which is something I never, ever thought that I would ever say in my entire life. So pretty cool on that front. Um, Real quick, we have a winner for the trivia question of which band in the Big Ten was the first to have a halftime show. Um, And the answer from Mark Pages was the Fighting Illini Marching Band, the University of Illinois. He was correct. Mark Pages, here's your shout-out. Um... And wait for the end of the show to hear next week's trivia question. Let me give you a little bit of information on Kevin Castens. He is the associate director of bands and the director of the Hawkeye Marching Band. As a professor in the School of Music, he teaches marching band techniques, band arranging, and conducts the concert band. Prior to becoming the Hawkeye Marching Band Director, he served for five years as the Associate Director of Bands at the University of Missouri, Columbia, and then for six years as Assistant Director of Bands at Indiana University, Bloomington, Indiana. So he talks a little bit about his path in the interview, where where he came from, and you'll that gives you a little bit of background. Um, to give him a little credibility, he has won a bunch of awards, including Faculty Member of the Year at Missouri. And uh, like I said, he's been at Iowa for 20 years. Amazing person. Amazing, amazing educator. Let's hear the interview. We're going to go right to it. This is my interview with Professor Kevin Castens, Hawkeye Marching Band Director. I have Kevin Castens, the director of the Hawkeye Marching Band from the University of Iowa here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate uh, you inviting me to your podcast. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about your path to becoming the University of Iowa's marching band director? Sure. Um, I did my degree work at the University of Illinois. I have a Bachelor of Science degree in music education and a Master of Science degree in music education. And I have to say, first of all, it starts with um, just excellent high school and college experiences. Uh, my high school yeah. band director at Wheeling High School, which is in suburban Chicago, uh, my high school director was Jack Williamson, who is now the director of bands at Central Michigan University. Uh, at Illinois, uh, I have uh, a great respect and appreciation for having the opportunity to study with Gary Smith, who is uh, currently director emeritus uh, of the Marching Illini, and yeah. Dr. Harry Bijan. Uh, they were great mentors, superb role model musicians, uh, conductors, and music educators. So I had a great start as far as that goes. Um, 
Because I could talk about my path a little bit. And uh, it's kind of reaching way back. It's kind of a 40-year path. I'm uh, (laughs) going in my 40th year uh, as a music educator. Wow, that's fantastic. (laughs) Well, thanks. And and my 20th year at Iowa. Uh, Okay. So looking back, uh, my fourth year at Illinois, my senior year year at Illinois, I student taught in that fall. And I knew at that point I wanted to be a high school band director. And Mm. and so I focused my student teaching at the – High school level, and again, had a great uh, mentor in uh, Peter Pappas. Uh, uh, many of your listeners may know uh, Pete and Marjean Pappas, yeah. uh, both retired band directors. Uh, but uh, so there is another great connection for me. Um, and so I returned the second semester to Illinois, and I was about to graduate. I had a couple hours to pick up to finish my uh, bachelor's degree, and I started a master's degree. But it was that year that I was out student teaching. It was Gary Smith's first year. And I heard so many good things about Gary uh, from my, my friends that um, uh, I was looking at applying for jobs, but also I had an offer to be Gary's TA the following year. So since I started a master's degree, I thought, well, let's finish this, and I wanted to learn from Gary. So it was yeah. during that during that time that I knew that I, um, after working with Gary and behind the scenes and working with the Marching Alliance, that I wanted to be a college band director someday. So uh, my path was uh, at Wheeling High School. I taught there for eight years. And, okay. and I, th- I think uh, what really caught the attention, uh, and this would have been back in uh, uh, 1987 when I uh, became uh, the assistant director at Indiana, but after those, those eight years, um, at Wheeling High School, I maintained a well-rounded program, marching, concert band, jazz band, um, and that's you know, going yeah. to doing some competitions, and and uh, many adjudicators had a chance to to hear me, uh, and whether I had my uh, wind symphony at the Illinois Super Stage or whatever my piece, people began to know my work. Sure. Um, we also did some prestigious performances when I was there. Um, we did uh, an MENC convention uh, that was in Anaheim one year. Uh, oh wow! Back, and back in those days, there was uh, everybody knows about Midwest. Uh, but there was a, right. used to be a Mid East Instrumental Clinic in Pittsburgh, and we were a performing group there. Um, and and so after cool. I got those things on my my resume and and just had a lot of success uh, with the program and and of course uh, Jack Williamson had built up and okay so I had no plan to um, teach at the school I graduated from but that's where it ended up I attended Wheeling under Jack Williamson and then when he left to go to Central Michigan uh, I became the director of bands there uh, yeah and he and he had just taken um, the band to the Midwest Clinic uh, his his concert group, and so I inherited an excellent program and just maintained right. that excellence and traditions. And, and it was a very comfortable fit for me because that's the system which I grew up in. So it was exactly. a very, yeah. very nice transition. Uh, so so at Indiana, I was hired as the assistant uh, director of bands. Uh, my primary and job, I, w- this I was... Was your, okay, this was your first college my, my, job. My first college job, and I was... Uh, and, and gosh, what a great place to start. Yeah. I worked with Steve Pratt and Ray Kramer. <laughs> It's just incredible. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it, it, was, it was great. It was great. And, and uh, I was the, the assistant director, the, the third person there, which was a great entry-level position for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did uh, most of the drill writing uh, for the Marching 100. Uh, but uh, and I, I know we can talk about a little bit later about the things that I, I kind of learned at Indiana as I made the transition as a high school director to a college director. But yeah. uh, I was assistant there for six years. I uh, got my feet wet. I uh, learned a little bit about uh, – the experience of teaching at the college level. Um, I then joined the faculty as the associate director of bands at the University of Missouri uh, in 1993, and uh, I rebuilt uh, the program there, got the numbers back up again. And then five years later, 1998, the Iowa position opened up, and uh, since I had some accomplishments now, both at high school 
And certainly college now, I would have had 11 years of college experience. I was invited uh, by Dr. Myron Welch to join the faculty at the University of Iowa. So and you've my, been there for 20 my, years. This is my 20th year coming up, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So was Iowa like a destination for you? Was that somewhere that you wanted to go? I, I mean, was that on your radar for a while? It, it, was, it was definitely on my radar. Uh, it was someplace, and, and uh, I had uh, worked with and uh, uh, knew of Myron Welch. He was certainly somebody who I, who I wanted to, to work with. And yeah. uh, I know Iowa's a, a very great place. Plus, it's in the Big Ten. And, right. uh, uh, you know, with my experience in the Big Ten, having taught at Wheeling High School, I got to know John Painter at Northwestern. Uh, of course, I came out of Illinois. I taught in Indiana. So I had this Big Ten background. And so uh, after teaching five years at Missouri in the Big 12, it wasn't quite the same as the Big Ten. Uh, it, uh, Big Ten feels like, like home to me. And so when I open up, it's definitely something that I, I applied for. Yeah, absolutely. So your first, job, your first job out of teaching high school was at Indiana. Um, yes. I'm curious because you said you wanted to talk a little bit about the things you – what did you learn – between going to high school to, to the college level, what did you learn at Indiana? Well, I think the biggest thing is just making the transition uh, from high school to college, how things change, uh, how to relate to, co- to the college students. And again, in the college marching band, we're working with um, non-majors primarily and music majors. Here at Iowa, uh, last year uh, we had, uh, I think, 82% of the band were non-music majors. And so, wow. so you, you've got, you're working with uh, both music majors and non-majors, uh, the pacing is different. Uh, these are very smart students uh, right. on the college level, especially in a Big Ten marching band. Uh, nobody has to be in the marching band. Uh, at Indiana, Missouri, and here at Iowa, none of our students receive a scholarship to participate in the marching band. They just want something they want to do, and we still turn away students every year. Um, yeah. And so they're highly motivated, just great people. But the main thing, I think, was just the pacing. Things happen much more quickly on the college level, and especially in the Big Ten when we do six different halftime shows and Having been a high school band director and doing a competition show a year uh, and then moving on to Indiana and then being the drill writer to write six different shows during the fall, that was quite a learning experience, too. And it's just a way to become efficient, uh, write just enough sets so that the students, whether they have a one-week prep or a two-week prep or two-week prep, that we write the show appropriately. My colleague, Steve Kratz, uh, selected the music. And that was also selected appropriately for the time that we had to teach that. So uh, here at Iowa, for example, uh, there'll be several times this fall where the band will get new music and drill on a Tuesday and perform in front of 70,000 people on Saturday. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. I, I, it amazes me how directors can do it in one week. That's that's unbelievable. I get um, amazed sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes so when did you Thursday start? Friday, yeah, you never know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start writing drill? When did that become something that intrigued you? Actually, that uh, when I was working on my master's degree with Gary Smith, I actually uh, took marching techniques again with Gary, and uh, I, I learned his techniques. And, of course, as the master's student uh, at TA, I got a chance to do a little drill writing. And then at uh, Wheeling High School, um, did my own drill writing. And uh, I went from doing the drill by hand uh, to the Pyware charting aid system. So I was yeah. one of the very first users of the Pyware system. And, and of course, <laughs> now it's this incredible thing that, that we're doing uh, on Pyware. And, and uh, yeah. but basically, and, and uh, but only doing one show a year, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to go back and look at some of my early, my first shows. But uh, <laughs> you, you learn quickly. You know, and you, you go to contests. You know, uh, high school directors take the bands to contests. 
And I hope you're listening to those adjudication tapes because I learned so much from that, both in drill design, things that might be missing musically. Uh, it's just a great learning experience to do the competitions. And, uh, and, and so I learned from that and hopefully got better each year. And then once I got into college teaching in Indiana, doing six shows a season, um, you just learn what works and what works efficiently. Right. So do you write the drill for all the Iowa shows? I don't write uh, – this year I'm doing one show. Uh, okay. One of the things – I'm a tenured uh, full professor oh, in yeah. Iowa, and one of the things that I see that's very important for our graduate students, and we have uh, four doctoral students uh, in the band conducting program, um, we're at the point now where it, it, I think it's more valuable for them to get to a writing experience and have something in their portfolio. We want to posture them. Uh, many of them want to go on to be college band directors, and, and so I'm at a point in my career that I can afford them that opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I don't have to be writing every drill and writing every arrangement. I still do a little of that, but, uh, uh, for example, I'll do the first drill of the season just to kind of set the pace to uh, get our new students acclimated to our style and how to read our charts and things like that. But uh, I know that our graduate students are very appreciative of the opportunity to um, both get on the podium and, and uh, teach the drill and teach our, our show as well as uh, have a nice video in their portfolio at the end of the Yeah, and, and, and that really prepares them for the future, too. I, I have, Absolutely. Um, Carter Biggers at Penn State, he came, I think, from Iowa. Yes, he did. Um, and he was he was very ready to, to be out there helping out. And <laughs> you could tell he was prepared from you. So that that's awesome. Um, what are you doing now to prepare for, for the season? So what's your summer looking like? Well, it's probably not, not much different than most of uh... – my colleagues in high school and college, um, most administration right now for us. Um, our yeah. camp doesn't start until the week before summer classes when the res halls open back up again. That's one of the challenges we have. We can't run a summer program, so we have mm-hmm. to get it done doing three a day uh, the week before yeah. classes start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we, we do personnel um, in the spring uh, basically uh, getting the intent forms back from our uh, former members of the band who's returning for next year. Uh, currently, we're auditioning our freshmen uh, to fill the openings in the band, um, yeah. doing the permissions to arrange. We're doing, of course, six shows, six different shows. Our seventh show will be a highlight show this season. Uh, but doing the permission to arrange, I'm spending my budget money, um, ordering uniform accessories, just things like that. Sure. Sure. And then band camp starts mid-August? It'll start, yes. Uh, for us, it'll start on uh, August 14th, Okay. Which is a week before classes start. Very cool. Um, what so what what does band camp look like for you guys? How do you guys start band camp off? Well, uh, our first year members and our undergraduate teaching staff uh, move into the residence halls. Those that live in the residence halls um, will move in on Sunday. On Monday, we have drumline auditions. Our sousaphones get a head start, uh, but the first obligation for our first year members will be Monday night. They have an orientation session. On Tuesday, uh, we teach our marching fundamentals to our first-year members, yeah. uh, both the morning and the afternoon. And what's different uh, at the Big Ten level, uh, most of us do two styles of marching. Uh, we'll do, of course, uh, for halftime, uh, the more contemporary trends, uh, glide, step, curvilinear drill, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But at, at pregame, that's where uh, Iowa puts all their traditions. And uh, so we do a high step, a chair step uh, yeah. for a pregame show. And so that's the challenge of teaching that to the first-year members. They do really well on our halftime style. But uh, we get right onto our uh, uh, stylized step that we do for our, our pregame show. We do all the traditional formations and that show and everything. Uh, we bring the full band back uh, then on Tuesday night. We do a music rehearsal, a welcome back session, and then the full band. Uh, Wednesday, we're doing fundamentals. Thursday, we're doing fundamentals, but starting pregame show. And into the weekend, we start our first halftime show. So by Sunday, before classes start, um, they can uh, get through our 
pregame show, our halftime shows on the field. Yeah. So it gives us two weeks to clean. Wow. Unbelievable. Some of our kids refer to this as AP marching band. Yeah, <laughs> really. That's, that's amazing. Uh, when is the first game? It's going to be uh, Labor Day weekend against Wyoming. Wow. Okay, so you have about two weeks about, or three exactly. weeks? Exactly. Well, two, well, it's a week of camp and two weeks of the first week of classes, or sorry, yeah. the beginning of the semester, yes. Man, not a lot of time to get those first years ready to go for pregame. Exactly, and it's, it's all about pacing, and, and uh, just, we move very quickly on the college level. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, like, it seems like halfway or maybe towards the end of the season, I see you guys have this band extravaganza, and I saw some videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. It looks really, really interesting. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, it's a lot of fun. It's um uh, held in Carver Hawkeye Arena, which is our basketball arena, and okay. just an opportunity. And, and what's, what's kind of fun about this, um, I'm going to digress here just for a moment. Uh, back in 2008, we had a devastating flood in Iowa City, and we lost our okay. music building. And eight years later, last year, we moved into a brand new uh, music building downtown. Uh, but prior to the flood, we used to have our um, band extravaganza in the Hancher Auditorium, which was a premier concert stage, uh, and basically the band was seated and kind of ran through our music, very limited space for our dancers and for our drum major and twirler. And so when we got into the, the flood situation, we had started having our concerts over at Carver Hawkeye Arena. The venue works so much better for the marching band. They can spread out more room, for, again, for the dancers, for our twirler, for our, our drum major. And the fun thing for the fans is that uh, they can – whoop and holler. Uh, they even sell concessions so they can be eating popcorn <laughs> while watching this concert. Yeah. And it's wow. a chance for us to show off. Um, uh, for, many of the fans have not been to a football game. It's their only chance during the season to actually see and hear the band. Uh, there are high schools that bring students over for the concert. Uh, and also on this concert, we have our top concert group. My colleague, Dr. Mark Heidel, has the symphony band. They perform a, a light program. Our top uh, jazz Ensemble, Johnson County Landmark uh, performs, and then, of course, the second half of the program is the Hawkeye Marching Band. Yeah. Wow, that sounds amazing. I, it's a fun I show. I feel like I would love to go to that. That's awesome. <laughs> We'd love to have you out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so next next year, I'm sure you have all your drills and all all your shows ready. Are, mm-hmm. Would you be able to share one of the shows that's coming next year? Oh, sure. And actually, I can actually sub- share several shows. Oh. From the standpoint of... Uh, that one of the fun things about college marching band is that, you know, and again, I was a competitive high school marching band director, yeah. uh, but in college our focus is to, number one, entertain the fans and support the team. Uh, we do music that is uh, recognizable to our fans and also very um, respectful of the fact that uh, many of the fans, especially the season ticket holders, are about my age, 60s, uh, uh-huh. you know, and, and so we do a lot of a variety of eras of music. So just to give you an example, uh, we're starting the season with a journey show, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a band that just made it into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and what yeah. reason, uh, you know, to do another journey show. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, the students enjoy playing their music. We're doing tunes, you know, like separate ways, any way you want it, don't stop believing. Uh, just great charge, great music, and the fans will love that. Uh, and then for our older fans, we're going to do a show. Uh, second show is uh, kind of the summer of 1967 that has, uh, I can't believe, tunes like Brown Eyed Girl, I'm a Believer, Soul Man, 50 years old already. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, but then we're going to go in a different direction do a contemporary country show. We've got a Beatles show planned. Uh, and then we're going a little more contemporary with the Justin Timberlake show. 
Uh, our Ohio State game on November 4th uh, happens just before Veterans Day, and uh, we, uh, our athletic department always likes to do a Veterans Day tribute, so we're going to do a, um, a Veterans Day tribute show uh, for that yeah. day. So, so six oh, different wow. shows, six different directions with the show, and, and uh, uh, one of the fun things about these shows is that when our veteran members turn in their intent forms every spring, whether or not they're returning, they have the opportunity to make suggestions as far as show ideas, things to play in the sand, Things like yeah. that kind of gives me an idea, and uh, surprisingly, Beatles still come up with a very popular uh, request. So uh, yeah, going to be able to accommodate that this year. That's that's awesome, and that's one of. The, so I'm interviewing all of the Big Ten directors, and one of the things that I'm learning is that you guys really seem to value what your what your students say, and um, I, I really respect that. Well, you know, they put in a lot of time, and we want them to enjoy what they're doing, and they understand that a lot of the music is older music, uh, and we are gearing towards the fans, but uh, 10,000 of our fans are typical, it would be the student section. And and so Justin Timberlake, uh, boy bands, and Justin Timberlake came up this year a number of times as suggestions, so we're able to accommodate that suggestion. And it's just, it's just fun, it's good music, and they're good arrangements. Yeah, yeah. And um, So I went to Penn State, and every year we had one night game where it was like a whiteout, and everybody wore mm-hmm. white, and you could tell it was like the biggest game of the year. Um, the marching band staff seemed to really you know, they they tried to put a really good show out that night. Is there a night similar to that in Iowa? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have our uh, with school colors being black and gold. We have a blackout. Oh, wow. And, and, and when they do, and they do it at night for a night game. And what's spooky about that is because the fans really get into wearing the black, that you just see faces in the crowd. Yeah. It's really kind of a spooky look. Uh, we also do something where we strike the stadium. Uh, where every other section, vertical section, does a black or gold color. That's, that's been kind of neat. Yeah, uh, but, but we do uh, black, and we also do early in the season. Be bold, wear gold. Where the fans are encouraged to wear gold, so we do mm-hmm. a lot of those type of promotions, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, so here's my final question for you before our rapid fire session. Okay, um, and I ask this question to everybody: mm-hmm. If you could go back in time uh, and give one piece of advice to your first year teacher self, what would you say? Well. I think when looking back at my time in high school and working so hard and having career goals in mind, to take more time for yourself and especially for your family. I think that's something that's really important. Uh, at the time I was at Wheeling, we had started our family, had two young children, and uh, uh, it was very easy to get overwhelmed by preparing uh, you know, for marching band, for two concert bands, two jazz bands. I also conducted the pit orchestra in the spring, and then we did competitions, and we did uh, – a uh, solo ensemble contest. A lot of weekends are consumed. I, I know that's common with many of your listeners. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I would just say be sure to make and take more time for yourself and for your Absolutely. family. Absolutely. Yeah, and that, that was something. So I'm going to my second year as a teacher, but that was something that I need to do a better job of as well. <laughs> I, that really hits home with me. Good. All right. Good. So um, this next session, we're going to call it double time since we're on the okay. Big Ten tour. Um, All right. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right, let's go. What is your favorite stand tune? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Um, favorite we, we show play. you have. <laughs> favorite show you've ever done with Iowa? Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, when was that? Do you remember? Oh, just a, a few years. We actually have done it a couple times here. We've done different okay. arrangements there, but it's just great music. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, what has been the most exciting moment working with the Hawkeye Marching Band? 
Oh, it had to be uh, the surprise trip to the Rose Bowl a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. uh, we did the Tournament of Roses uh, parade in 2016, of course, the Rose Bowl game. I've forgotten about the game. Uh, that was a, a nasty mm. loss to Stanford. <laughs> but we had a great time in the parade, uh, and it was a year that we weren't expecting the team to get us there. And uh, yeah. so definitely a highlight and an exciting moment for me. Absolutely. Um, so you've been at Iowa 20 years. I'm sure you've been, become a big Iowa football fan. What's the best mm-hmm. football game you've ever been to? Oh, it had to be the Capital One Bowl against LSU, where we won uh, with uh, what they call the catch, which was seconds remaining on the clock, uh, passed to uh, Warren Holloway. We won the game. And that never happens to my team. You know, it <laughs> happens all the time. You know, great finishes. It never happens to my team, but it did that game. And, uh, and there's a um, – uh, a poster that uh, our marketing people did, uh, our hawk shop did, of just the look of expression on the LSU fans' faces. And it was a kind of a collage photo of Warren Holloway going down the field and seeing the um, looks of disbelief from the LSU fans. Yeah. <laughs> fans. <laughs> that was definitely a highlight there. Yeah, that's awesome. Really cool. Um, who is someone that inspires you? Oh, wow. Um that's a tough question. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people, and, and one of the things you do, I never stop learning. Um, yeah, I, I you know. Okay, I have to go back to my mentor Gary Smith. I mean, here's a gentleman who right now this week he's still uh, at the Smith Walbert Drum Major Camp. He's he's um, uh, still teaching there. Uh, he conducts a community band in retirement. Uh, he's still going strong, and uh, uh, we're Facebook friends. We get to follow what he's doing. So I'd have to say Gary Smith. He's a great inspiration to me. Yeah, those are those are really great reasons. Um, okay, here's I've got a couple more. Okay. What what is next for you? So you you've done so much in your career. What mm-hmm. are you working on as a music educator? Well, actually, um, I think my focus has been mostly on our graduate students and our undergraduates. Yeah. And where, where my colleague uh, Mark Heidel uh, focused more on the graduate program, I would focus more on the undergraduate program. And I think that the biggest reward uh, I do teach a couple of music ed courses, marching band techniques and band arranging. And I think one of the most rewarding things uh, and something I continue to do is just watching our music education majors, going out student teaching and then getting jobs and teaching in the field. And that's something that uh, is just an annual thing. And, and uh, every, every year we've got some great people going out again this year, student teaching, and there'll be great band directors. And uh, I think that's really something that I just continue to, to work on and support and, and mentor. It's nice to oh, sure. pay it forward. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great answer. Um, okay. Last question. Okay. Usually the football team is doing a lot of recruiting, but let's say that we flip the script and the top marching band prospect um, is interested in coming to play to Iowa. What would be your recruiting pitch to get him in your band, him or her? <laughs> well, boy, there's there's a, a lot of things we talk about Iowa. Iowa is, first of all, a very special place. There are no professional sports in Iowa. The Hawkeyes are it. Uh, here's True. a chance to come to Iowa. And no matter what the record, uh, you're going to play in front of full stadiums. Um, we sell out uh, nearly all of our games. Uh, certainly the Big Ten conference games do get sold out. Uh, yeah. Here's an opportunity uh, to, like I said, uh, perform uh, in, in, a, in a Big Ten college marching band. Uh, I've been to um, 14 bowl games in my 20 years here at Iowa, actually my first 19, and we'll hopefully go to another game this year. Uh, yeah. So there's an opportunity for travel. There's no fundraising in a college marching band. 
True. <laughs> That's Very always true. a good, good, good point there. <laughs> and then, then we talk on, on a personal level that uh, many times we'll talk to students that if most of your friends in high school we're in band. The same thing will happen to the Hawkeye Marching Band. It's a very, you know, although it's a bit of a cliche, but we're like a family, and each section is like its own own family. And and uh, it's a great way to uh, start your social aspect of your college career, and it's a very positive social aspect. And um, this, I would be just a great poll. And one other main recruiting point, and I don't make, mean to make your listeners jealous, but we had uh, three years ago we opened up a brand new indoor marching band facility. Oh, so, yeah. so we so we got a brand new outdoor practice field that is used exclusively by the marching band. Nobody else uses it. Uh, it's actually fenced in, so nobody else has access to it. And we have an indoor field. It's the same turf we have in Kinnick Stadium. It's goal line to goal line. I've got a, wow. a two-story platform in there. And so in November, when our rehearsal times are late afternoons, and so in November when the clocks change and it gets dark a half hour before the end of our rehearsal, we're not yeah. inside in November. Um, it could be pouring and lightning outside, and we're inside in T-shirts <laughs> and shorts. So, so, yeah, indoor practice facility. Wow. You should be a football coach recruiter. That was, well, thank that was you. phenomenal. Wow, I'm sold. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you're very busy. Thank you so much for finding the time to do this. Professor well, Kevin Tasson, appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Well, Go that was that was fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. All right, and that interview was brought to you by 4th Street Records, who masters the sound for our podcast, makes it sound nice and professional. So thank you to Bryce out there working for us uh, from 4th Street Records. The trivia question from last week was answered correctly by... Drumroll, please. Mark Pages out of the state of Maryland. Mark, thank you so much for participating, and shout out to everybody who answered that question. Mark was the first, so shout out to Mark Pages, who answered the question, which Big Ten University was the first to have a halftime show? The correct answer was the Illini Marching Band, Illinois. Our next trivia question for next week. This is the question you need to answer. Which college had the first college marching band? To answer the question, go to tenutopodcast.com and click on the trivia link to answer the question. Get a shout out in our next show. So shout out again to Mark Pages. Let's see if you can make it two in a row, buddy. Uh, And everybody else out there, try to stop him. Visit our website, tenutopodcast.com. We just completely redid it. Looks fantastic. Uh, Shout out to my friend Brandon Buderbaugh, who's been helping me every step of the way. And... uh, We are going to see you guys next Tuesday with another fantastic Big Ten interview. They've all gone fantastically, so get stoked. I am. See you next Tuesday. Have a great rest of your summer.